When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I think Odell does like his teammates. He is good in the locker room. Uh, He does get along with a lot of people in the organization, and I think that he does try to be a really good person. I also think that he's also a bit immature. And I also know that he's very close with family members, and he's very close with his inner circle. And that inner circle does not want him in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard about those things during the season last year, and, and I wanted to not listen to him because I'm a big fan of Odell Beckham Jr. But I, I really felt that there was a lot of people that I was hearing that were saying, listen, man, there's there's people around him who do not want him there, and they're going to try to force his way out of there. And that's not even Odell. Those are the people around him. Four hours since we did this, more people have been scrambling to deny that Odell Beckham could possibly be traded to the point where you think even more that there's a possibility he's traded. Uh, Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports put it out there that uh, he asked a source and they unequivocally denied. They didn't just regular deny. They denied the bleep out of this thing. And then Paul DePodesta, who works for Cleveland as their chief strategy officer, which... You know, we need to give Jonathan a better headline like that, a better title, so like chief strategy officer of the show. Um, but uh, he says that, uh, you know, he has no reason whatsoever to think that Odell Beckham could be traded. No one knows what you're talking about. It must have been space aliens, Courtney. That's who told the guy from WFAN, space aliens. You know what that sounds like? The whole thing of, you know, there's no reason. To not believe that Odell Beckham will not be on the Cleveland Browns in 2020. There's no reason to believe that Stephon Diggs will not be a Minnesota Viking during the 2020 season. No reason to believe. What's the other one? The Percy Harvin one? Uh... All intents to keep him on the team or whatever the language was that triggered people because they saw the exact same thing yep. in that statement released by Vikings ownership about Mike Zimmer. Yep. Um, yep. We have every intent to make him our head coach or to continue keeping him as our head coach. I mean, my goodness, language people. So why crisis communications PR people get paid so much. Anyways, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Someone did not just create that trade out of thin air. Air, the idea of the trade, the trade talks. And what what was yesterday? I've lost track of days. Yesterday was Wednesday. So late Tuesday night, I got a text that kind of made me go, hmm. And 
it does sound like the Vikings are cooking. Whatever that is, whatever the recipe is that they are in the process of working through, maybe it's not Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Minnesota Vikings, but it is something. And I just find it a little interesting that that comes out yesterday, right around 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and then really quickly after, Sources within the Vikings organization, sources within the Cleveland Browns organization, you see reporters uh, from from both teams, or cover both teams, and national reporters quickly shut that down as it's fake news, it's it's unequivocally false, or whatever I heard you say that Charles Robinson called it. Um, there's a lot of language out there to say, absolutely no way in heck this is happening. But where did that come from? Someone was at least talking about the idea of it manifesting itself, maybe it didn't get. Maybe it was put a little bit, putting too much cart before the horse there. But it was certainly verbalized in some form or fashion. Fan bloggers are one thing, and I'm not criticizing them. But this is somebody who has a radio show, somebody who clearly for a long would, time for in a the long, biggest market in the country. You don't just put nonsense out there right. and hope it sticks. I, I I know that fans get irritated. Um, you know, and they say like, "Well, you guys are drumming up rumors and all this stuff." The whole thing yesterday about could Bill O'Brien trade Kenny Stills because an athletic reporter brought up the question in a mailbag, and people are saying, "Oh, well, that's you know, stirring rumors. It's rumor season, et cetera, et cetera." This stuff doesn't come out of thin air. Somebody somewhere brings it up, puts it into the forefront, and then it takes off like wildfire. And I'm sorry, but it came from somewhere. It may not happen. It doesn't feel likely to happen. Sources I've spoken with told me it's absolutely no way in hell going to happen. But it came from somewhere. And so, that's what we need to focus on. Odell Beckham thinks, or at least you know, from people I've spoken with that are not even with either organization, the, the thought process is that Odell Beckham does not think he's going to be a Cleveland Brown in the 2020 season. Yep. He'll be somewhere else. And that was exactly what Ken Carmen said on our show uh, that Jonathan played off the top is that uh, people close to Odell Beckham do not want him in Cleveland because they think of him as this international superstar, and that is not exactly the market or the organization that's going to maximize your brand capabilities. And as gross as that sentence felt coming out of my face, um, you know, it's it's true for some players that they want much more than to just be in the NFL. They want to be uh, a brand of their own, and Odell Beckham. It's one of the reasons to kind of dislike him if you're the Vikings organization is that that's part of what he wants to be and he's shown that he loves the attention in a number of different ways throughout his career but to your point uh, I've heard similar things from people that I've talked to that uh, the Vikings are aggressive in the phone calls that they're making heading into draft night and that there is a possibility of a trade now Trent Williams is the obvious one but you know when I saw this from the reporter from WFAN and talk show host, I thought, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to make a phone call to see what his status is and see what the price might be because you just dealt away your number one wide receiver. There's a ton of pressure on everybody in the organization. And yesterday I was willing to say, all right, well, there's a very low chance that this happens, so let's have fun talking about it for a day. And then the more reports that come out, no, 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 deny, 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 deny. It's like, uh, you 
guys are putting up a little bit too much of a fight when it comes to this rumor, which is always a sign that, you know, there is truth to all rumors, as <laughs> Stefan Diggs once said. So, you know, I, I think, Courtney, you, you put it perfectly in that the chances are low. There's a lot of hurdles here and a lot of things to be considered. But if you're asking me, do I believe that somebody ask that question to somebody else, what would it take to get Odell Beckham out of Cleveland? Uh, I believe that probably happened. Yeah, and it's probably not going to happen for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, the Vikings would need to finagle their own salary cap right Mm -hmm. now, which would include a trade uh, or moving somebody off the books. However, you're going to have to do that. The most logical way is thinking of a trade of Anthony Harris, Riley Reef. Those are the first two that come to mind, considering their enormous cap hits. And if you were to do that, like, let's just think about this logically. So Odell Beckham has $14 million guaranteed, and it's all guaranteed because it's base salary this year. Um, comes with a $14 million, 14 or $14.25 million cap hit in 2020. That's expensive. So Vikings would have to move some pieces around to be able to absorb that. But also beyond that, Think about the wide receiver class that you have coming in this draft class. It's unprecedented, and I know you hate that word, too. I saw your tweet. I'll just say <laughs> it has the chance to be as good as that 04 draft Un- class. Unequivocal took... was the word that I didn't like. Uh, unprecedented is okay. Although we've been throwing around the word unprecedented a lot lately because of Tom Brady leaving Tampa Bay and the coronavirus canceling life. That's unprecedented. I mean, two things right there, unprecedented. Uh, I'll try to find a different word for that. So when we hit the break, I'll go to Lacking precedent. Lacking precedent. <laughs> Um, it just, you know, with the draft class that you have and yep. the opportunities that you have to hit on not one, but two, or even maybe another three wide receivers in this draft, it's the less expensive route to go. You don't have to pay this enormous salary that Odell Beckham had gotten onto the books in Cleveland. You'd be inheriting that, and obviously he might want to extend it even more. I mean, down the line, you're thinking, like, it's not just a one-year thing. You have to think about future implications here. Um, To trade one receiver who was very, very good for arguably, you know, a top three receiver in the NFL, that's one thing. But think about all of the baggage that comes with someone like Odell Beckham, and it's not just even the off-field stuff. Guy can't stay healthy. I'm sorry. He cannot stay healthy. Um, When you think about the leg injury that he had in 2017, he played 12 games in 2018. Last year was, you know, throwing a fit on the sideline. Can you imagine a guy like that? If Stephon Diggs didn't really jive with the whole run-first mentality here and wanted to be the superstar and wanted to be the number one receiver, how do you think Odell Beckham's going to take that if he were to come to Minnesota? I'm just trying to point out logic here since, you know, there's truth to all rumors. Well, there's truth to logic, too, and why things would or would not work. And, And that's where my head goes, where you have so many wonderful options ahead of you in the draft. Why would you spend the money here when there are so many other ways that if you had to make a trade, i.e. Trent Williams on draft night, do that over this? It just It doesn't compute. It, it almost kind of feels like a non sequitur to me. No, that's right. That There are so many red flags around Odell Beckham, whether it's his off-the-field stuff. And if I was Cleveland, I'd be looking him to, to trade him after what he did after the national championship game. I mean, Lord, Kevin, Ste- yeah, Kevin Stefanski's first like three days on the job, <laughs> yes. and he's dealing with... A receiver who slapped the behind of a police officer and was right. also seen on camera handing out cash. I mean, I'm sorry, but this is somebody who thinks that he's bigger than the game of football. 
and that you know football bows down to him. I can't see from a cultural standpoint. I'm not trying to crap all over this guy, but sorry, it's reality. It's out there. His personality, he's made his bed, and he's had to lie in it a number of times for things that he's done off the field. I don't see Mike Zimmer wanting to put up with that. Think about the time that Mike Zimmer called Stefan Diggs a diva in that press conference. I was sitting next to you, and I was like, hmm, I don't know if that's really going to jive with Diggs if he hears that being said about him. Can you imagine what that's going to be like with Mike Zimmer and and Odell Beckham Jr. bucking <laughs> right. heads. Yeah. That seems like we're, that seems like a very, very not good situation for either parties when the stakes are as high as they've ever been for this team in 2020, especially for people trying to keep their jobs. The only way I can talk in in a way that it makes sense is through the lens of our old friend Corey Vedvik, and I'll explain why. Because when the Vikings traded a fifth-round pick for a punter-slash-kicker who was really not good. Uh, it was one of those desperate, panicked type of moves. Oh my gosh, we need to have this kicker or this punter, so let's give up a decent draft pick and a fifth-round pick. I'm not saying that it's you know the end of the world or anything, but something that you can use to package one way or another, or you know, Stephon Diggs comes from the fifth round, and you give him up for someone who had basically never played in the NFL before out of sheer panic that Dan Bailey and Matt Wilde didn't look that good in training camp. And so the, the sheer panic of the organization might exist to a point where you would do something like this. Um, but I still don't see it, even if you are in a panicked situation trying to save your behind and ownership is pushing you to make a big trade to win this year, I still don't see this one as a great idea because of what you mentioned about the injuries and then the price tag is just so high. I mean, you would much rather sign someone like Anthony Harris to a long-term contract extension, somebody who has proven to the organization that he can you know, really play as, as one of the best at his position and is smart and is exactly who you want as a teammate and all those things, that that guy is better for you than Odell Beckham. But if it's out of panic, we need to win now, we need to get more weapons because we had to trade away Diggs, well, yeah, then, you know, then maybe um, you could see it happening. But otherwise, I can't make the formula add up of someone who's going to be that expensive and likely, as you mentioned, wants a new contract because yes. he's basically on a one-year deal at this point. Um, you know, he has more years, but they can just cut him. So he's going to want more assurances why, why do you want this? You know, why, after all those things that we laid out, when you still have a top receiver and you can definitely draft one in the first or second round who is going to be likely a good player. I just, I know the discourse this past offseason, and like you had mentioned, that there were people in Odell's circle, or I think it was your guest uh, that you had on yesterday who said they don't want him in Cleveland. Well, of course. Uh, then you're looking at, okay, maybe he gets traded this offseason. He certainly thinks he's going to. The, the San Francisco, do you remember when that popped up like a few weeks ago that that was a potential destination for him? I kind of understood it and I kind of didn't. And then I looked a little bit more, um, you know, just that the fact that they didn't make any moves around free agency and that they had about 14 million in cap space. So I was like, okay, well, maybe you think about like what he would add right away. You've got Marquise uh, Goodwin, uh, Debo Samuel. I mean, you have your veteran established elite guy and you'd have a really good offense at that point but think about the other ways that you can address that and you know like you mentioned how expensive he would be for any team to inherit him at this point i just pulled up his contract details so he's got a 14.55 million dollar cap hit this year that's really expensive and then you know beyond that 
he's going to want a new deal within the next, like, go through this yep. season. He's going to, $47 million guaranteed on this current one that he had with um, the Browns, that's going to go up to 55 to $60 million. I guarantee that because he looks at himself, where he's at right now, and what he's done in his career, which, you know, that's always up for debate. I mean, I don't think there's any way you can say he's not one of the three best receivers currently playing. He certainly is. Well, he's elite talent. Mm, but Is he now or was he? If we're he talking, certainly was, but if he is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he is. I, I'm willing to put DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. in that same class. Mm. Um, I mean, just last year and the... the and we, yes, the yes he was play. a thousand-yard receiver last year, but I also think some of the stories that I've heard about him taking himself out of that final game after he crossed thousand yards, that just makes me sick to my stomach yeah. uh, when I think about how would that play over in Minnesota with Mike Zimmer as your head coach. Not yeah. well. Um, look... The Vikings need to address the wide receiver position. We know that. I just, this is not the route to go. And yeah, everybody right now is saying absolutely not, unequivocally false and fake news and all the other stuff that, mm. you know, is kind of funny. Seems You've like seen. a job for a thesaurus. Yeah, it's, um, but it's just weird to me how hard both sides are coming out saying it's not happening. Yes. Because typically when stuff like that happens, it means they're either like not in the process, or we're not. Ho- we're hoping that wouldn't have leaked Ooh. out yet because they were working something through it. Um, I don't know. Emphatically, uh, firmly, categorically, have we have a ca- do we have a categorical denial of this yet? That's what we need. Someone categorically has to categor- deny. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, flat out deny. That's another one. That's a good one. So you know, we'll see. Uh, but look, I mean. It makes a lot of sense that there would be a phone call and a discussion, at very least. Yes. So I don't like the idea particularly. I think that there's better ways that they could approach this, especially in a great receiver draft. So we'll see if anything more comes of it. But don't be totally stunned. I mean, based on the history of categorical denials around this team when it comes to receivers, if something does happen. And that's all I I would say about it. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.